High above Lake Ansel, Octavia and Carhoon prepare for their treacherous descent into the unknown. What happened to the town? What will our heroes encounter? And will they escape with the intel and their lives? Welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Me, My Spouse, and a Die. I'm Gwyneth, your resident Asimar, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair. And I'm Austin, your resident Dungeon Master. Me, My Spouse, and a Die is a family-friendly, actual-play Dungeons & Dragons podcast, where we follow our hero, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair, through her adventures in the continent of Moir, a land that has been ravaged by a war with monsters for 15 years. Let's just start. Well, no, we have to do a teeny bit of something. No, we don't. To get us pumped up. We we sat here for like a minute and nothing <laughs> happened. So let's just start. <laughs> unless unless you're suddenly struck with inspiration. I'm, I'm just going to get the game rolling. Unfortunately, I'm not. I got nothing. I got nothing. It's been a long day. It it's has. been a long week. I'm trying to graduate and find a job <laughs> in this market. So I'm tired and stressed. So let's just play this game and forget about the world for an hour, all right? That works for me. Great. <laughs> Very aggressive, this introduction. <laughs> no. I like the way you were like, great. Play like, this stupid okay. game, all right? Let's okay. have fun. <laughs> have fun. <laughs> Mandated fun. Mandated fun. <laughs> I think that's what your mom called painting, helping, other, helping your family ma- members paint. It was like mandated family fun or something. Forced family fun. It was, it was, was that a phrase yep. that y'all used growing that is up? A, that is a family fun. I'm sure it's not unique to our family, but... Well, I had never heard family it fun. until she said it, and I was like, that's hilarious. Oh, yeah, when we'd like, they'd be like, get in the car, we're going to go take a walk down to the walking trails. And we'd be like, but mom, she'd be like, forced family fun. So that's what we do. So here we go, our own version of <laughs> forced, forced family, family fun. fun. <laughs> Uh, you just hopped on a pair of griffins, mm-hmm. you and Carhoon, hopping on a pair of griffins, and you're flying. Well, I'm not flying. The griffins are flying. Well, you're flying. If you're in a plane, you're flying, even though the plane is flying. Not That's you, right? true. Anyway, you've hopped on a- the backs of some strong, lithe, young griffins, holding on to the waists of very skilled and armored griffin knights from the elven city of Elystria. Maybe these are some of the ones that you saw flying overhead and into battle, or maybe those ones met a unfortunate fate. Who knows? I don't. I hope the former. I, I, I don't know. I'm just off the dome. You're on the backs of these griffins. They've taken off from the rooftop of the Citadel and Stag Pine, the tallest building in the city, and they proceed to ascend even higher so that the ground below is just little little ants wandering around, mm-hmm. like little patchwork farms outside the city that have been abandoned because the countryside is not safe anymore. And these griffins begin flying to the east as the sun starts to dip. They fly for a while. The sun continues to go down until soon darkness envelops the countryside After another hour or so after the sun falls down, you start to see pinpricks of firelight on the ground far below you. Mm. You think you're over the river, which the the current front of this war, the stag pine forces are holding the dragon blood army so Mm. they can't attack the city proper. Well, that's good to know that they're that far out a whole hour, you know, by flight. I wasn't quite sure exactly, hour. you know, how close the river was. So no, that's it's, good it's, that that's it's a bit it's farish. A bit oh, it's not hop, skip, and a jump. And, I mean, it is, but it's it's a middle ground. The griffins continue flying. Carhoon looks down, his hair flapping in the breeze. It's dark. You can look over and just see his oily skin <laughs> in the starlight. You continue flying. Uh, the ground below is probably familiar to you, although it may not look familiar from this altitude. Mm-hmm. You probably haven't experienced it from this perspective before. After a few more hours, it's getting deep into like 11 p.m. midnight-ish mm-hmm. o'clock. 
you start to see some more pinpricks of firelight off on the horizon, and you can see the silhouettes of the mountains beyond as you think you're coming over Lake Ansel, and you can see the surface of the lake reflecting the moonlight far below. Mm -hmm. The uh, riders kind of nudge you with their elbows. Yeah. It's kind of hard to talk, but you know you have to decide when you are going to jump (laughs) off of the backs of these griffins. Yeah. Where you're trying to land. Are you trying to go into the city? Are you trying to go outside of the city? Are you trying to land in the lake? Well, I think that we had talked about trying to land in the city itself, because if we land outside the city, we're going to have to get through the encamped army. You don't know if there's an encamped army. That's the thing. Oh, right, right, because it's been... Oh, right, because we don't know. You don't know what's happening. So we do, but we do see, do we see the these pinpricks of light? Would it be like, you know, town pinpricks? Or do they look like, you know, campfire-y, more spread out than just the city would be, if that makes sense? It's hard to tell. Okay. The fog is rolling on off the lake, and you can't really tell. You just know there are lights down there. So something or someone is living there. Can I do like a perception check to kind of gauge of where we are and from growing up kind of being able to gauge like, okay, well, we're this far out close to the river. So, okay, if I look that way, it's probably, you know, I could see the lights of the Grand Myrmidon. You, you know where you are. I'll just right. say you know where you are. You don't need to roll a perception check for that. Well, just thinking of these lights, like I don't want to see lights, think it's the city proper and drop into the middle of the camp of a, of a potential army. Yeah. You know it's the city. You're looking at oh, the okay, city. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry, I, I misunderstood. Yeah. You, I was, you see I, the lake, you see the town, you see the lights. I wasn't you know sure the lights if we are coming the, from the town. That was where I was confused. Sorry, I wasn't. I thought I wasn't sure if it was the lights were from the, the potential army or for the city. But no, then if we see the if we see the city, we will jump into the city. Okay. Uh, so the Griffin Riders kind of nudge you and... In nonverbal communication, kind of try to assess where you want them to generally position themselves mm-hmm. so you can book it. And you and Carhoon, Carhoon looks to you and you kind of point, City! <laughs> uh, the two griffins fly over and start doing shallow circles above the center of the town. And Carhoon looks at you, pats his pocket to make sure the token's still there, and then shrugs? Well, can I do, do I see, does, what does the city look like now that we're directly over it? It looks the same. Okay, You're so very high up. doesn't look like it's been demolished or... It's hard to, hard tell. to tell. It's dark and okay. you're very high. All right. Well, Octavia will give Carhoon the thumbs up, check for her own uh, coin. It's gone. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I would know. I mean, thankfully I do have wings, so yeah, all things right. considered, it's not the worst thing. Um, and she'll kind of, you know, pat the back of the elf rider who was in front of her and jump off of the back of a griffin. Sounds good. <laughs> oh my you, gosh. Carhoon just plugs his nose and falls backward <laughs> off like he's diving yeah. off a boat. And you leap off and start plummeting in free fall high over the city. That's making my palms sweaty just thinking of it, and I'm sitting here very safe in this chair. Yeah. As soon as you go and you fall like 10 feet, you can feel the magic start to kick mm-hmm. in, and you know you're not reaching terminal velocity. You're following, falling, you're falling, and still falling pretty fast, but you're not going as quickly as gravity should be taking mm-hmm. you. It's a nice leisurely kind of floating downward, but still you're you're moving at a, at a pretty pace. Mm-hmm. You get maybe halfway down or so, you can start to see things a bit more. Um, you okay. still can't tell. I mean, the buildings look intact to you. It doesn't look like things have been demolished. But again, it's really hard to say from this height. Uh, but you can make out the general landmarks that you're used to. Okay. Where are you aiming for? I was kind of thinking of that fountain in front of the Grand Marbadon Hotel. Because it's, in my mind, you know, like a bigger area. So it's like a bigger target as opposed to, you know, aiming for a small alleyway that would be, you know, maybe harder to hit. That just seemed like a, I mean, it's literally like a bullseye there, that round fountain. Okay. So you're going for the Grand Myrmidon. Indeed. Roll me a dexterity. Let's call it acrobatics check. Okay. And then roll one for Karun. Octavia is 
incredibly, incredibly acrobatic. <laughs> oh, actually, I rolled natural 19 for a 20. Cool. And then for Carhoon, natural 7 for a 9 total. Okay. So the wind is whipping past your face. <laughs> As you descend, uh, you kind of point out to Carhoon the building mm-hmm. and this water feature in front, and you tuck in your shoulders, tuck in your arms, and you just beeline it straight down. Wind whipping past your face. After a few more seconds of falling at a nice, kind rate, your feet gently land onto the ground. The fountain is shrouded in darkness, nice. and you look around... And you don't see Carhoon oh, no. near you. It seems he was not uh, not as proficient with guiding his his movement in freefall and landed a bit off target. Okay. You are standing in front of a fountain. There's no water pumping through it right now. Mm-hmm. In front of a large, once very grand hotel. The windows are boarded up like mm-hmm. they were when you left. Uh, roll me a perception check. Okay, yeah. 20, not natural. You see there is light coming from within it. Some of the, there's a dull glow just kind of seeping out of all of it. Okay. Um, and you see some figures moving around rhythmically on the top of the, like the rooftop of this building. And I say rhythmically like they're moving back and forth. Uh, a party of several individuals. You can't quite tell exactly how many. So rhythmically, as in sentries on a beat or dancers? Uh, sentries on a beat. <laughs> okay. When I first thought, I was like, they're dancing up there? Then I was like, oh, wait, no more time. Sentries, Gwyneth. And then you see from the far corner of the building uh, another group of individuals sort of walking back and forth in front of the front of it. Okay. Do I... R- Looking at these figures, I'm going to, like, crouch behind the fountain. Roll a stealth check. Okay. I have my boots of elven kind, which give me advantage, right? This is for you to know. Yes, they do. I keep I keep mixing it up with the cloak of elven kind, which Carhoon has, so... Mm-hmm. Um, all right. 12 for stealth. Okay. You don't think you kind of crouch down behind this thing. Uh, you don't think they notice you. Okay. So, seeing these figures that are patrolling in front of the hotel, Mm -hmm. do they look human-sized, or do they look like they could be the varying heights and and shapes of the monster army? I mean, orcs are generally human-sized. I guess that's true. They're human-sized. Okay. But, you know, but they also have, you know, goblins and some of the smaller creatures. Or, and They're like We saw a minotaur that one time, which would obviously be big. Okay. But human-sized. Okay. Can I do a perception check to try to find Carhoon? Sure. 19. Uh, you don't see him right now, but you think that when you were falling, you saw him kind of careening off <laughs> to the... Northeast-ish. Okay. So you know you're in front of the Grand Marmadon Hotel. The other fancy schmancy hotel in town is the Diamond Dragon, which is basically right next to the Grand Marmadon. Uh, it looks like Carhoon, you would guess based on his trajectory, was headed sort of on the other side of the Diamond Dragon and maybe a little bit up into the city where there are some some uh, residences are okay so you know seeing the patrols on the grand myrmidon uh and kind of you know having the the diamond dragon to my back then i'm going to try to sneak away towards the back of the diamond dragon towards that direction that i think carhoon fell <laughs> i'm not okay. going to use landed for him i will use fell <laughs> okay We'll say this. The quickest way would be to just go directly between the two buildings. Right. It's also the most obvious and well-lit path. Okay. It would take longer, but it would be more... It would be easier for you to move stealthily if you were to go the long way around and just circumnavigate the entire building to get behind it. Yeah. What would you like to I think I'll take the longer way to circumnavigate. Okay. Because, you know, she knows that Carhoon's smart... 
he's going to realize he fell, that she's not there. Mm-hmm. He knows where we were. Again, he doesn't know the layout necessarily of the city, but he knows the general direction that we, they were aiming for. And if he sees a bunch of patrols, I don't think he's just going to, you know, <laughs> stroll up and be like, hello. Uh, you, you know, she thinks that he'll probably try to stay surreptitious as well. Okay. You break off and start running Easternly mm-hmm. to get around the side of this building. You can see that the Diamond Dragon is in similar shape as the Grand Marbodon. Uh What's your passive perception? Pretty high, right? 20. Uh, you don't see any sentries on top of it, and okay. you can hear um, muffled, like, voices coming from within that don't sound just like... It, some sounds of like joviality so maybe like camaraderie doesn't sound depressing can I tell what language they're speaking Mm, I don't know is there a linguistics skill no I'll say you can't it's muffled coming from inside a building and you're moving through and I'm smarter now with Jasulka but I'm not like you know Carhoon smart Mm -hmm. you get to the most easterly corner of the Diamond Dragon, this grand hotel building. There's a street that sort of runs up along its eastern side. There are no street lamps on. It's very dark. You dart across the street, not seeing any patrols coming your way. You hear from behind it and near the direction that you think Carhoon landed... A gruff voice in what is unmistakably some sort of orc adjacent language. Okay. Shouting. Do you you don't speak orc, do you? I do not. Okay. Shouting something coming from that direction. Oh dear. And then you hear clump 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 of boots running that way. What do you do? Um Okay. Also you see some figures kind of darting from uh unseen like corners from behind some buildings running in the direction that you heard the voice okay I'm going to kind of as stealthily as possible also just kind of continue in that direction okay roll me another stealth check 13 you creep behind not moving quite as quickly Mm -hmm. as these other things running through the streets with no care about who what might see them Not a care in the world. You move, not incredibly stealthily, but you don't think anyone or anything has noticed you. Perhaps they are more concerned with something else. The, uh, behind the Diamond Dragon Hotel is some light grass that is far overgrown, like a defunct house that no one has mowed the lawn in Mm, in mm -hmm. many months. Kind of creep through the brush what used to be probably a nice park or like a nice uh, garden mm-hmm. in the back of this fancy, fancy place. There's a few alleys that you jut around that I'm sure you've traveled before. And you you poke your head around the corner of one little brick house as you've kind of moved more into the residences behind these hotels. And you see a small clearing. We'll say it's another like small parklet. And you see about seven orcs. Okay. Big, muscly individuals with a variety of weapons closing in on what is distinctly Carhoon. Okay. Standing in the middle, holding his axe defensively as a lot of them close in like a pack of wolves. Mm -hmm. What do you do? Um... You also notice uh, he looks like he's taken a few hits and there is a, a deceased body in front of him. Oh, okay. So it's been... It, they've been at it for a moment or so. A couple seconds. Okay. All right. So Octavia is... Are they making like a ring around him or... Yeah. Okay. They're kind of flanking out on both sides. You know it's only a matter of time before they rush in. I'm going to get... Uh, kind of, they they know Carhoon's there. 
I mean, if we were both stealthy, that's great, but kind of the jig is up a little bit. Um, and so Octavia is going to, I mean, as stealthily as possible, creep up and get within 10 feet of as many of them as possible. Okay. Roll me a stealth check. 12. Good thing I have advantage because I keep rolling twos. <laughs> These about seven or so orcs encircling Carhoon, moving slowly as he's kind of moving back, his axe held, ready to defend himself, standing over this body that he already most likely took down. You start creeping down this alley, trying to get ever so close to them. As you get within about 15 feet, your foot hits oh, no. a piece of broken glass yeah. in this alleyway and just crinkles. The orc in the center of this flank whips around and you see uh, its face staring through the darkness at you, a very muscly individual with greenish-gray skin and long, oily hair holding a large greatsword. Okay. This orc shouts in orcish to his companions. Roll initiative. Uh, okay! <laughs> I don't know why I'm cheering. This was supposed to be <laughs> subterfuge, but... And give Carhoon ten points of damage from okay. his... Unseen battle. Uh, Octavia rolled an 11 for initiative and for Carhoon. 15 for Carhoon. Okay. Carhoon is up first. He, You step on this glass, piece of glass, glass bottle. Who knows, maybe an old picture frame with someone's family in it. Oh, man. For and me, this is very, like, uh, Batman's parents vibes. Kind of, I was imagining Carhoon with, like, uh, like a classic stereotypical, like, comic black and white, like, spotlight on him with all of these people around him with, like, very stark, uh, you know, contrast and everything. And then thinking of that, I'm like, well, where are the pearls? Right. As you, yeah, as you step on this glass bottle, his eyes flash back and he sees you as well. You see a brief look of relief cross over his face, but also he's surrounded by eight orcs. I misspoke before. It is not seven, it is eight. Oh, oh goodness. Okay. What is Carhoon do? So he is going to move up to the orc that is furthest away from Octavia. Okay. What number is that? Number seven. Okay. And he is going to take... You know what? Wait, actually. Do these... Um, orcs look like they would be fancy enough to have magical weapons, or do they just look like your kind of run-of-the-mill? I'm gonna say you have no no idea. That. Okay. Um. So he actually he he sees how many you know orcs that they're surrounded with. Sure, there are two of them, but there are eight, <laughs> two two good guys, but eight of these combatants. And so he is going to kind of just like hunch his shoulders and his already you know, jacked arms and chest just, like, hulk out even more as he turns into a werebear. As much as I love the werebear, and you're totally allowed to do this, just remember, he will take a level of exhaustion when this transformation is complete. True. More than welcome to. Just so's you knows. You still gonna do it? I guess he'll, he'll maybe wait, take a couple swings. He already took one down. See what happens. After taking a couple, you know, a couple rounds. <laughs> uh, and, you, you know, if they defeat them handily, that's one thing. But I guess if, you know, things get a little bit worse. I don't want to poo-poo your decisions. But no, that, I mean, that is a good point. Like, It's generally for him a, a more of a... Last-ditch effort Very dire straits kind, that of, does kind of deal. <laughs> dire straits! All right, well, so thinking thinking twice about making his transformation, he is going to swing twice at orc number seven. Roll it. And the first swing is a natural one. Starting out good, on good a right foot. Well, the reason this happened is because Carhoon also rolled a stealth check and also rolled a natural one. Oh, my gosh. So Carhoon's having a rough time yeah. right now. Let me get my crit fail sheet up. Oh, no. And we'll see what happens. I was like, there's no way Cohen's going to miss. And then. Why did you think that? You jinxed me in your mind. I know, right? 
Alright, crit misses. Misses, misses, misses. Um, we'll do another one from a D&D head. Thanks for sending this in, D&D head. It's called Charlie Horse. I don't think we've done this one. Ooh. Terrible cramp flares in your leg, causing you to miss your target. Succeed on a constitution saving throw or fall prone. Oh, no. Regardless, okay. your speed is zero until the end of your next turn. Ooh, okay. Please make a constitution saving throw. Natural 19 for a 22. Okay. Carhoon remains standing. You okay. see him grab his leg and kind of limp for a second, but he is, he is, his speed will be zero until the end of his next turn. Okay. Well, that kind of makes sense since he was like, you know, kind of veering off or, off course while they were descending, you know, like maybe he, you know, clipped his leg on the side of a building kind of as they were coming down, as mm-hmm. he was coming down, which also would contribute to the natural one on this stealth type of thing. Yeah. So that works. All but right. he still has another swing. Got another swing. So fingers crossed for this one. A natural three for a total of 12? That is a miss. <sighs> Jiminy Cricket. He's just still limp and can't quite recover from the miss right there. Not a great start, but it is your turn next. The orcs rolled very poorly for initiative. Okay. What you gonna do? I was kind of hoping that they would go first and they would all converge on me. Can I ready in action? Sure. If you're readying a spell, you will lose the spell if your trigger is not met. I'm not readying a spell. Okay. Do you want me to tell you what it is? Yeah, you have to. Okay. Um, I'm going to, as soon as I can get three or more orcs within, I think I'll also move up. If I can get, I kind of actually, so I basically, I want to be surrounded by orcs because, and when I'm surrounded by as many orcs as I can be, I am going to use Jasulka's Nova. Okay. I need a more specific trigger than surrounded by. Okay. I need a number or... Can I move and ready? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Because it's your action to ready an action. You can ready either a move or an action, and it uses your reaction to to enact it. Okay. Well, then I'm going to... I'm going to step out of the, you know, step out of the Gotham-like shadows here, kind of into the light in this park square Mm -hmm. so that they can see me. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to kind of shout out tauntingly. You scared of a little herbalist? I have some mushrooms to try to get them to all come around her. Roll an intimidation chip. Oh dear. Non-natural 20. Okay. Are you ready in that action? And then yes, I will ready uh, Jasulka's belt. And the trigger being? Um, if there are, you know, three or more, let's see, there are eight of them. Let's do if there are four or more orcs within 10 feet of me. Okay. All right. It is the orco's turn. First, it is orc number six and orc number seven <laughs> who are going to dogpile Carhoon. Great. Uh, yeah, so moves up. They are both going to make two attacks, and they are both going to attack recklessly. Okay. Which, for the uninitiated, means that they just give themselves advantage on their melee attacks, but they will give their foes advantage as well until the start of their next turn. Okay. So, the first orc swings with a massive greatsword. Oh, with great. advantage. Uh, 26 to hit. That, yes. And 22 yes. to hit. Yes. All right. So those two swings. The first swing deals Carhoon. Ooh. 17 points of damage. Oh, my goodness. I rolled a six and a five on my 2d6. And then the second attack deals 13 points of slashing damage. The second... Oh, wait. Sorry. What was that all total? So, wait. Was 17 for the first swing and then 13 for the second? Yes. So, 30. The second orc swings... Hits for show on the first swing. And 
crits on the second one. Oh my gosh! Reckless attack, baby. Five. 11 points of slashing on the first hit for the crit. 16. Not as good rolls. Sorry. 17. Alright, so those are those two orcs. Carhoon does not look great. You just dealt like... A lot. Yeah. 58 points of damage to him. Yeah. And he does actually not have great hit points because I rolled not great when I rolled his hit points. Advantage. Jeez uh, Louise. At will advantage on multi-attack is killer. Yeah, that, literally. <laughs> that was the uh, that was my whole build for our previous campaign, off mm-hmm. my campaign. It was great. All right, so the rest of the orcs break off. The one who is in command turns around and looks at you. Well, was actually already turned around, so yeah. stares you down and shouts a few orders in the rough language of orc. And let's see, one, two of the orcs run to assist their companions in wrecking Carhoon, and then three of them rush over and surround you. Okay. So we'll do the ones attacking you first. Yes. So as soon as those four get, you know, adjacent to me, that triggers my Nova. So if you could please have all of them make constitution saving throws, please. Orc number one is going to fail. Orc number two also fails. Orc number three succeeds. And the chief orc also fails. Okay. What was the one that succeeded? What they roll? Uh, like a 20. Something. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that is higher than my DC. Mm-hmm. So those three that failed are all now restrained. Okay. And the one that succeeded will take half of this damage. So the one that saved takes seven cold damage. And the three that failed are restrained and they take, I guess, three cold damage. Did you roll seven for the damage? Yeah, I rolled 3d6 and I rolled a one and a two and a four. The one that saved takes three. The others take seven. No, I think it's actually if you failed, they t- I thought they took less damage if they no. failed. If you succeed, you take half damage and you don't get the condition. I wrote if this down fail, wrong. If you fail, you take more damage. Which makes and sense. And you have the condition. All right, so then the, all the ones that failed take seven and the one that succeeded takes the three. And do you want to roll the d4 for how many rounds they're restrained, or shall I? All right. Two rounds. Could be worse, could be better. Okay. All right, so the orcs rush over there. Your thing triggers. They all go. They can still attack. They'll just have disadvantage. Okay. So the three orcs on you, the first one rolls a crit fail. Ooh! The second one rolls a crit fail. Oh my gosh! The third one, who did save, so no disadvantage, rolls a 20. Not that natural. does hit. Stabs at you with a spear Ugh. and deals seven points of piercing okay. damage to you. And then the chief orc, who is rolling with disadvantage. Misses. Okay. It's appropriate. All the restrained ones yes. missed. And that is... That's the first round. Mm-hmm. All right. Top. Well, do you... Uh, there are two more that went over to Carhoon. Oh, that's right. That's that right. didn't go. Shouldn't have... Shouldn't have meant... Shouldn't that's have, right. Shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Orcs. Four and five. One of them swings out with a battle axe for a... 14 to hit. Miss. And one of them swings a flail, trying to crush Carhoon's skull. Rolls another natural one. Oh my goodness! Is that four in one round? Uh, It was a lot. And then I crit failed the round before? It was a lot. That's insanity. It was insanity. And then, oh, then the, the orc chief. He already went. Already went. I think I rolled the wrong thing, but it would have missed anyway. That's right. I rolled a natural five. Because he had, because no. he's restrained. Oh, but he has multi attack. Sixteen to hit. Miss. Okay. Now it is the top of the round. Carhoon's turn. Surrounded by orcs. What does he do? 
Um. So, what would Carhoon consider to be kind of last resort? E, like. What is his? What would be his statistical threshold of feeling good? Well, <laughs> that if he's think... feeling pretty bad, he could go ahead and pop it. If you think he's going to get taken down this round, that would probably necessitate something like that. I mean, he did take fifty something points of damage from two people. That's fair, but he does have advantage on two of them. That's also fair. It's your choice. I mean, it was your choice the first time. I just wanted to make sure you were fully aware of all the implications. Because having disadvantage in all ability checks from here on out on kind of a reconnaissance mission might not be be the best thing. Yeah. Okay. He is going to swing at one of the ones that he has advantage on. So he'll swing again at number seven. Okay. I think he's actually, he's going to hulk out. Okay. Because he is down to 20 hit points, Mm -hmm. and he now has four guys surrounding him, Mm -hmm. and, you know, if they all have multi-attack, or if two still have multi-attack and two don't, that's still six attacks to get him down 20 hit points. So, he is going to Hulk out. Okay. Carhoon. Uh, Bloody... Covered in slash wounds, fur sprouts from his skin. He gets a couple inches taller. Ears form into little round, mushy, fluffy little things. <laughs> little nubs. And he is now a bear man wielding a giant axe. And the orcs cower a little bit, but then are kind of enthralled by the prospect of killing this thing. And redouble their efforts. That is Carhoon's action. Fatioto. You know, a bunch of them are about to go next. Right. Well, I mean, they're all about to... Well, except... Yeah, except the ones that are restrained. So what advantages do I have? So what all does the restrained condition give them? You have advantage against all attacks against them. Uh, okay. Or, if you were to leave, all of their opportunity attacks would be a disadvantage. Except for the one who didn't. And they can't chase you. Right. I am going to reach my hand into the Feywild. And I am going to conjure some animals to help me out. Of course you are. With this battle. Because there are. are a lot of bad guys. Yeah. So it makes sense that I need a lot of people to help me out. All right. I am going to conjure four fiendish giant spiders. Okay. All right. So all around... Bloop, 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 bloop. Four spiders pop into existence. So all around kind of uh, ringing along the backs of these orcs that are ringing around Octavia, these four fiendish giant spiders pop out from the Feywild. And Octavia just kind of like, you know, one of them is actually like on the wall of one of the buildings that makes up this, uh, you know, kind of the walls surrounding this park. And Octavia just like points at the four orcs in front of her and each spider will do an attack on each orc. Mm -hmm. Okay, orc number one. All right, orc number one. That is a nine. Oh, that's wait advantage. That's even lower. That's an eight. So Miss. nine. Miss. Giant spider number two. Orc number two. Sixteen to hit. That's a hit. All right. You take five piercing damage. And please make a constitution saving throw. It's fail. All right. So you are also going to take poison damage. <laughs> I'm, yeah, it's dead. Next. All right. This one is not restrained, so you do okay. not get advantage. So spider number three on the unrestrained orc. 14 to hit? Just barely. Oh, nice. Six piercing, and please also make that constitution saving throw. Natural 20. Okay, you do not take any poison damage, I guess, because you're, you know, you're not restrained and it just mm-hmm. is able to kind of like bat away at the like, you know, manibles or whatever. Mm-hmm. All right, final, final giant Orc spider. Captain. 
Natural 19 for a hit. 22 to hit. Seven piercing damage. Got a 14 on the con save. All right, you succeed that as well. So you are not poisoned. Okay. All right. So at the end of your turn, you summoned them. They all took a turn. You can't cast a bonus action spell. You can move. The only thing you can do is move. Uh, I, I see that the spiders take, you know, one of these orcs down, um, but see that also there are, um, you know, there's still so many of them. There are a bunch surrounding Carhoon, and, and she sees, you know, kind of across the way that he's turned into his werebear form, and she knows that he doesn't do that except in, you know, dire circumstances. And so she is going to turn into an Ankylosaurus. Okay. Ankylosaurus up. And that is your turn. It is the orc's turns. The two who are next to Carhoon were not punished for giving Carhoon advantage on his attack, so they're gonna recklessly attack again. Okay. The first swing. Oh, that was almost on a nat 20. But it was not. It's still a hit. I rolled the exact same thing on the second set of dice, so that is also a hit. Great. And, man, my damage dice are insane. 17, which would be 8 halved. And the second hit is 15, so 7 halved. And then the two baby orcs swing at Carhoon. One is a miss. Two is a 19. That will hit. That will hit, yeah. Swings with a flail. (laughs) Crunch. Impacts Carhoon for eight points of bludgeoning damage. There are two orcs, regular orcs around you. They're going to swing out. Okay. The first one for a miss, the second one for a natural 20. Oh no. So this is round 2 of them being restrained. Round 2 of them being restrained. Oh, that's right. So they have dis- disadvantage. disadvantage well, one two. of them has disadvantage. Oh, right. yeah, cuz one still isn't restrained. Two of them have disadvantage. I'm just going to reroll both of those because I don't want to pick and choose who gets my <laughs> natural 20. <laughs> so the first the one 20? with disadvantage, let me redo that. That's a miss. The second one with disadvantage, wasted a crit. Sorry. That's also a miss. It is then the orc captain's now turn. Now, the captain is restrained. I know. The orc captain shouts a single word in orc. Oh no. And everybody within 30 feet gets to make a single melee attack. Oh no! So, let's just go around oh, that my horn gosh. again. Everyone, including us, right? <laughs> including all the spiders? Uh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Allies. Allies, allies, oh, allies. So, the okay. two orcs. So I don't think Reckless Attack is going to carry over to this particular... Wait. Or it's next... Yeah. So Reckless Attack won't carry over, so they're going to make two normal attacks against Garhoon. Uh, Ooh, that one's still going to hit. 17. That hits. For... Well, I rolled a natural 17 for 14 regular damage, so 7 halved. Is Garhoon down yet? Almost. Almost. The second one makes a single swing with its great sword. Natural two misses. The other two baby orcs around make... Uh, that'll hit six points of bludgeoning, so three points of bludgeoning. And then the last baby orc rolls Carhoon a natty 19. is now down. Okay, well, he just got hit with a natty 19 for seven points of damage, so please have Carhoon roll a constitution saving throw. He needs to beat a ten, or he's gonna lose a death saving throw. Natural 18. Alright, so Carhoon does not fail a death saving throw. And then two baby orcs, I say baby orcs, they're just regular orcs, (laughs) are gonna make uh, each one attack with disadvantage against you. The first one misses. The second one also misses. Woof! Alright. 
top of the round. It's okay. Carlin's turn. He is down. Yeah. He gets one action or bonus action. So does he... Moves at half speed. Go back into his non-werebear form? Mm, or no. would he stay? Okay, so he'll stay in werebear form. He is going to use his... Just use an attack against... Um, I actually don't think he's hit any of these. No, he has not attacked any of them. Well, he's attacked. He just missed Oh, that's twice. right, that's right. All right, come on. Swing number one, he, like, is, is just, like, gripping in, and the handle is, like, slick with sweat, and he's just, like, you know, kind of a little bleary-eyed and just, like, trying to make contact. Which one are you swinging at? Number seven. Okay. Natty, 15. That's a hit. 10 slashing damage. It is still up. Okay, he is going to swing again. Natural 17. Hits. 16 slashing damage. He kills that one. Awesome. And then I feel like he just kind of like turns around and like, like just like looks at the other three remaining because he's just like, you know, on on death's door here. Well, Carhoon pops up. Oh, right, because he made a kill. Because he got a kill in fight for your life mode. Which has happened infrequently on this show. That's true. But it's always exciting when it does. What exactly happens? When you kill an enemy and fight for your life mode, gain a number of hit points equal to one hit die plus your constitution. So roll a hit die. You don't have to expend your hit die. You just roll it, add your con. Carhoon gets that many hit points back. Awesome. He swings, just chops one at the waist, slices this orc in half like Obi-Wan slicing (laughs) Darth Maul. And then stands up with a glint of resilience in his eyes. That is Carhoon's turn. It is now your turn. All right. I am going to command my... Uh, I, I kind of see two of the orcs, um, y- you know, in front of me as as I see Carhoon in the distance do that. I kind of see how they shake off some of this ice that's starting to melt, you know, and they kind of are able to, to move their arms better. And I'm like, oh, dear. Except I'm an Ankylosaurus, so I couldn't quite say that. I go, oh, dear. Um, and so all four of my terrible fiendish spiders are going to go i'm gonna have two of them attack the orc captain okay no longer have advantage they're not restrained anymore all right Orc uh spider number one attacking orc number one is this orc number one or the captain orc number one i'm just going in just kind of going in a (laughs) little orc (laughs) little orc counterclockwise to keep it easy uh does an 11 hit it does not. Okay. This will be against the captain then. They have two, two big old spiders, just like all of these legs, all of these pincers. One of them is a crit fail. Solid. We have had so many crit fails today. The other one rolls a natural six for a nine to hit. Miss. And then the final spider also rolls a natural one. Wow. Okay. We're rolling a lot we of should, ones. We need to count at the end Man. of this episode how many ones we've I've rolled. I've rolled at least four. I've rolled three at least. And then another one on a stealth. I rolled one for Cardoon at the beginning that yeah. I didn't announce. My oh secret my roll. Gosh. All right. Okay. So your spiders do nothing. Our completely useless spiders. Useless they, they spiders. They took down one one person last round, but for four <laughs> for four additional creatures not being helpful. Teaches Teach me to cast conjure animals. <laughs> And then I, as an Ankylosaurus, am just going to attack the captain. Okay. 21 to hit. That'll do. Pig. 14 bludgeoning damage. And please make a strength saving throw. Strength, believe it or not, orcs are generally pretty strong. Uh, That wasn't a good roll, though. 13. You are now prone. I knock you down with my club-like tail. Well, that sucks. Okay, the orc goes down. Hey, not cool. It's unfortunate that I didn't go first and then have my spiders attack him because they would all have advantage. Advantage. (sighs) Oh, well. 20-20 hindsight. Is that the end of your turn? That is the end of my turn. It is the orco's turns. Uh, the two who are near Car, well, the one, because Carhoon just killed one, mm-hmm. marked him, is gonna shout, This is for Besnard! Who Ooh. you assume would be the orc Carhoon just cut in half. Uh. Recklessly attacks. 
Ooh, that might miss. No, that's going to hit 18. That hits. Because he has a lower AC now that he's in his hybrid form. And attack number two. Ooh, that's bad. 12. That misses. So one hit. 14 points of slashing damage. So seven. So seven points of slashing damage. And then the regular Orcos go. Of which there are two around you and two against Carhoon. Nobody has disadvantage anymore. So the two against Carhoon rolls a 15 and a 16. Both of those hit. All right. So the first one lashes out with this flail that's got bits of Carhoon on it already. Ugh. <laughs> Seven points of blood. So three points. And the other one swings down with a battle axe. Carhoon is down again. Again. Oh, no. Well, this one already hit, so. When I when you said the hit die plus con, do you mean the con modifier or t- con total? Constitution modifier. That's what I figured. I just wanted to double check. Always the modifier. <laughs> That's what I figured, but. Con mod. <laughs> uh, this one deals 13 points of slashing damage, so make a constitution. So well, make a constitution save and throw DC 10. Natural 12. Okay, so Carhoon passes, is not. Uh, does not fail a saving throw. And it is the orc chief captain's turn. Zork captain. Two of his fighters are dead. He's prone. He's prone. But he easily stands up yeah. using half his movement. So, uh, oh, that's not too bad. <laughs> that's not always the most helpful condition to put on people. And then is going to... Hasn't really... Uh, is going to attack... It's going to attack okay. recklessly, which I oh, should have done okay. last time, because he can also attack recklessly. Well, last time you, you had him, you know, bolster everyone yeah. up to do an additional attack. Yeah. So two against you, with advantage. Ooh, 18 and a 19 on the die. Jeez, so that's going to be one hits. hit. That was my first attack, so that's a 19 plus a lot. And then, that's a crap. It's kind of like when I roll for Carhoon, it's just if I roll anything above him, like, it's a, it's a plus a lot. And then a 17? That also hits. Okay, so that's two good hits coming at Ankleotavia. Well, that's fun. Ten points of slashing from the first hit. Ten points from the second hit, so 20 points total. Okay. Take that, you dino butt. Well, that's probably true. They've probably never seen a creature like this. Probably not, but they're still, like, when Carhoon transformed, they're like, oh, yeah, we can add this to our mantle. When you transformed, they're like, oh, let's add this to the mantle. <laughs> I'm like, if you kill me, I won't look like this anymore. It is Carhoon's turn. Same rules apply. Okay. Speed is half can have an action or a bonus action. All right. He is going to attack the one that has the multi-attack, you know, has that big mm-hmm. sword or, or the big axe yeah, that's been wrecking big, him. ripply, muscly orc. All right. Attack number one. Has advantage. Oh, he does? Oh, right. Well, that was a natural 18 for the first roll. And another natural 18. That's a hit. Plus a lot, so. 10 slashing. Okay. And then for hit number two, that's the exact same amount of damage that he did on his first swing last round. Mm -hmm. Natural 16. Yes. Plus nine. Yes. Max damage for 18 slashing damage. Carhoon kills that one, too. All right. So he's In an just, act of desperation. He's just like uh, ping-ponging back and up, up and down. down and up. Maybe I should, I should add something about, like, exhaustion at some point. Well, he's going to have exhaustion anyway. That's true. So, yep, roll another hit die. Add your constitution modifier. Carhoon regains that point as he stands back up again. And he is also going to uh, use a bonus action, too. Second can't. wind. Nope. Wait. Oh, right. He can't. He can't. Mm-hmm. It's just one. Right, right, right. Alrighty. Well, wait. Is he out Your of turn. fight for your life? Because he... This is the end of his turn. Oh, okay. That makes sense. All right. Your turn. All right. I'm going to kind of do the same old, same old. I'm going to go first. I'm going to attack the chieftain again. 18 to hit? Yes. Okay. 23 bludgeoning damage. I rolled two sixes on my 46. Okay. And please make a strength save with her. 14. <sighs> Sorry, DC 15. Fo- okay, DC 14. 
Nice. Just made it. Just made it. Just he he was it. ready this time, and I feel like he like almost catches. Jumps over. Yeah, or jumps over. It. <laughs> it's like I played a lot of Skip It when I was a kid. <laughs> and then all of the spiders are going to go again to uh, on this guy who's in charge, who's able to bolster up his crew, and then one each on the baby orcs. Okay. Uh, attacking orc number one is a seventeen to hit. Yes. Six piercing damage, and if you could please make a con saving throw. Twelve. Pass. All right, two spiders attacking the guy in charge again, just like a mass of abdomens and web and teeth. Mm -hmm. One of those is a natural three, so that's going to miss. That's going to miss. And they're they're like getting in each other's way for the other spider. (laughs) A natural six, which will also miss, so yeah. They're definitely just right. actually hindering each other. And then the final spider. Well, 14 hit one of the minor orcs. Regular orcs, yes. Okay. It takes three piercing damage. And again, please make that con saving throw. It's a pass. Awesome. For you. All and right. Did and you take damage that last round? Oh, I did. We'll leave the spider attacks because I forget to call it out. But roll me a concentration, concentration. check, please. Natural 15. Okay. All right. Anything else you're doing? No, that's that. That is all that I've got right now. Okay. It is the orcs' turns. These orcs are done. There are what three, four regular orcs left, and an orc captain who is looking hurt. Not like in super dire straits yet, but definitely hurt. I did pack a wallop last time. You did pack a wallop. Uh, so the regular orcs are all going just to take their attacks. Okay. No, so re- no reckless. Two, yeah, they don't do that. Uh, so two against you. Okay. I rolled a natural 15 and a natural 18. Both of those hit. So one of them stabs out with a great axe, slashes out with a great axe. You take four lame points of slashing and from the other one that jabs in your ribs with a spear Ugh. you take four. Oh my gosh ones on my damage die and then i just have such it gets in between like a scale but i have such thick hide underneath it that. and then the other two are gonna take their swings at carhoon all righty natural four and a natural five for a total of nine and ten Miss and miss! Carhoon will have a n- minus like two to his AC. Does that do anything? Nine and ten? Nine ten? Nope. Okay. They attack... Oh, wait. He's up anyway. He is up, yeah. Duh, 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 duh. Okay. So, that's their turn. And then the captain. The Captione. Surrounded by giant spiders and a dinosaur. Surrounded by giant spiders, a dinosaur, and three of his fighters are dead. <laughs> Reaches into his waist, into oh, a no. pouch, pulls out a big old horn. Oh no! Gives it a good old toot. <laughs> Crap! You hear it echoing through Shoot. the city streets. That's his action. Carhoon's turn. Let's see how this combat plays out. Okay, he's just gonna stare down the one with a flail and swing at them. I mean, he's All right. do it. It's a 12 hit. Nope. Almost, but nope. He will swing again. Natural 20! Just roll damage. <laughs> I think this one's dead. <laughs> Only 18 points of damage. Yeah, you kill it. Okay. Awesome. Just boom, decapitates it. Misses once, and then he's like, oh, I'm not going to miss the second swing. Thunk, thunk, thunk. All right. Carhoon, if he wants a second one now, he's more than one. He is going to. All right. And then it is your turn. You are surrounded by two regular regular orcs, both of which have taken some damage, but are not quite dead. And this captain, who was looking rough, but just alerted the general area that something is going down. Okay. My turn. Yes. Okay. I'm going to attack the captain again. Do it. Natural 19. Yeah, that'll do. 18 bludgeoning. Okay. And please make that strength save. 12. Fail. So the captain is now prone. Okay. 
So the spiders that attack him will have advantage. The first spider is going to go against one of the, you know, underling orcs first. Okay. Does a 10 hit? No. Okay. And then uh, the two spiders against the captain, each of them have advantage. I roll two natural threes in a row, so I am changing that die. Spider number two against the captain. See if this advantage does anything. Ooh, natural 18. That'll hit. Three piercing damage, and also please make a constitution saving throw. 17. Succeed. And then the final spider against the final orc underling. Is a 12 hit? No. It does not. Okay. Cool. Their turn. Right. Orcs. Regular orcs. Grit their teeth. They know they're feeling weak and their boss just called for help, but they're not ones to back down from a fight. The two around you attack you. Does a 10 hit? Nope. Does a 17 hit? 17 does hit. The one with the great axe swings down on your leathery scaly hide mm-hmm. for a 7. Slashing damage. The two next to Carhoon. There's only one left next to Carhoon now. That's right. Sorry. No worries. The one next to Carhoon. I wouldn't want to be standing by myself facing Werebear Carhoon down. That is an 11. I think that is going. That is a miss. To miss. No. And then the. Captain oh. is going to go. He is prone. Yeah, stands up. And is going to take two reckless attacks against you. Okay. Uh, Non natural 20 on the first swing. Oof. Yes. Uh, 20, like five on the second oh, swing. The first one is uh, 16 points of slashing damage. The second swing deals. 15 points of slashing damage. And that is their turn. Carhoon is up. Okay, he is going mano to just swing at this final orc. Do it. Try to decide what die to use. <laughs> Rolled so poorly today. 15 hit? Yep. Phew. 14 slashing. It's still up. Okay, he's going to swing again. Barely, but it's up. 16 to hit? Yes. Okay. It's dead. <laughs> With just the modifier to yeah, just kill dead. it. <laughs> it's dead. Carhoon cuts that one down. There's oh. just a pile of bodies around him. He is then going to um, move over to get next to Octavia. Okay. To kind of... Currently, the orcs are kind of like... There's a ring, you know, Octavia's in the middle. She's surrounded by a couple orcs, but then the orcs are now surrounded by these Mm -hmm. giant spiders and Carhoon just kind of trying to contain them so that they can't, you know, run away. They know help is coming to them, but they're hoping maybe to take them all down before people get there. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that is his turn. Your turn. All right. I'm going to just, I'm just trying to get this captain down. You have advantage because he attacked recklessly. I'm a benevolent again. Natural 19 on yes. the advantage. Hit. <laughs> two ones on my 46. 15 bludgeoning. Okay. And then again, make that uh, strength save, please. Passed. Okay. All right. All my spiders are going to go. Spider number one against the uh, underling. Mm-hmm. Fail. Two against the captain. I assume a 10 doesn't hit. Has advantage because you attacked recklessly. Oh, right. Everyone does. Not just Octavia. Mm-hmm. Right. Nope. That's even worse. That's a nine. Okay. okay. Nope. Other die. Goodness gracious. Second spider. Does a 14 hit the captain? Does not. And final spider. Does a 14 hit an underling? Yes. <laughs> Do something, spiders. Goodness gracious. <laughs> Five piercing. And if it could make a con save, please. It's dead. Awesome. Okay, good. The spiders finally did something. Spiders finally did something. It is the orc's turn. The captain shouts something, and they're both going to use their action to disengage, and they both start making a tactical retreat down one 
Now, if you disengage, do you disengage from all foes? You don't incur opportunity attacks when you move. So they both disengage from you and everyone else and start hoofing it down this alleyway. Okay. Which one? Uh, A flavor alley. They just pick one and go. Um, So they start running away from you. Okay. You can hear the sounds of clomping boots echoing down the rest of these alleyways and they seem to be getting louder as that alarm seems to have awakened the hive. Oh dear. And we'll pick up their next episode. Oh oh dear. (laughs) Our team is really great at being subtle. Not. (laughs) All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, If you like what you heard, please uh, get in touch with us on social media. We are active on Facebook and we are active on Instagram and on Twitter. Our handle is at and the die podcast. And we'd love to hear what you liked about today's episode. And then also, if you would like to submit a crit card like you heard today, all of those crit fails, man, you can do so by submitting one on our website, me, my spouse and a die dot com or by shooting us an email at me, my spouse and a die at gmail dot com. And just, you know, let us know what you think would be cool if someone crit fails or, or crit succeeds. It would be both Carhoon and, and Octavia, but then also bad guys. So so don't make it too, too bad. Or if a bad guy crits Octavia, that could be real bad for Octavia. And I need all the help I can get. So, all right, everyone. Catch y'all next week. <laughs>